What is up, futurists? Michael here, and you're listening to Our Future, the business podcast for young people. On today's episode, we dive into the business of healthcare with Stephanie St. Thomas. She is the head of marketing for Ribbon Health. It's a transformative startup in the health tech space that has a pretty bold goal, and that's to simplify healthcare. It's ambitious, but if you think they can't do it, think again, because they just raised $10 million in a funding round led by Andreessen Horowitz. It's impressive stuff. I really enjoyed this discussion. I hope you guys do too. Let's dive in. How are you kind of delineating between selling to the customer and selling to the hospital networks and the medical providers? And what is the mission? Is it to, to help one or the other, or is it to kind of create this one-size-fits-all solution? We actually started as a care navigation platform. So we were selling directly to customers, trying to help them find providers, find healthcare in different ways. And when we started on that path, we realized just how bad the data is on providers. There are some statistics where over 50% of any given health plan's directory on provider information is is wrong, <laughs> which is like wow. truly shocking in 2020 that that can be a statistic. So. We, you know, took stock or co-founders took stock and looked at um, the fundamental problems around that data and how to solve that. And then, you know, to drive change, we, our solution is more to be the back end and to power healthcare decisions. So we actually don't have a big vision of selling to customers or even necessarily being a brand that customers know about. We want to be like the invisible connective tissue behind yeah. any workflow that a, that a patient or customer would be, would be working with. There's a lot of moving parts, obviously, to managing a healthcare system. How did you go about telling the story to your, the customers about all these different ways that they can better manage the data that's powering and, and a part of these healthcare systems? It's important to, be, to recognize when you're being a painkiller versus when you're just being a vitamin. <laughs> And right now, there's not a lot of use for vitamins in healthcare. We really need some painkillers in the workflows. And so we started with that big problem of provider data as our charter of we need to fix this. We need people to be able to know that when you say, you know, this provider, you know, works at Cleveland Clinic, that they really do. <laughs> and that, frankly, is not the information that most people have. So getting that information to be accurate and then making it easy for anybody who needs that information to just plug it in. And then once implementing that, that fix, you know, stopping the bleed on the information on providers, we started to see a lot more use cases that were really important within the workflow. And so I think a lot of our perspective has been to start with understanding what our customers are feeling um, rather than trying to be very prescriptive of like, you must implement <laughs> all of these different endpoints. It's the only way to solve this, but to think through, you know, what is the problem that you are trying to solve? Is it, you know, estimating cost for people? Is it exposing like quality indicators on providers? Or is it just getting the right phone number and making sure that phone number is 100% right every time you expose that? Um, we've tried to be really nimble and flexible with with meeting people where they are and, and not trying to shove down like any, you know, all of our solution suite to everybody that we're working with. Do you see this, you know, kind of snowballing into the comprehensive software partner for healthcare providers? Is that what you see for this? Like that one big data management platform for America's hospitals and healthcare networks? 
our vision is to power every single healthcare decision to be cost-effective, convenient, and high quality. So there are a lot of different dimensions of those decisions. Um, being everywhere means we need to be able to sell something that's interesting to everybody. <laughs> so to power every healthcare decision, we have to be thoughtful about what do people really need in terms of whether, you know, we don't imagine that we're the workflow that everyone is using. I don't think it's realistic to think that there's just going to be one workflow to rule them all, that everyone would just be opening ribbon for every healthcare decision. Like that's not a world that I think is realistic for us. Um, so we're more thinking about, you know, for the workflows that exist, because we're an API, like where can we just plug in so that they can say, ask the questions that they want to ask. And so how we typically work is, we start with just one question and then they say, we have 10 more questions about, about a doctor, about a health system. Um, even looking beyond doctors, like where can I find a therapist? Uh, what are some digital health solutions that might meet my needs? Like all of this is going to continue to expand and grow as healthcare expands and grows over the next few years. So it's important for us to uh, expand and grow with it um, and not try to be not try to be the end all be all sure. one stop shop for workflow, but to really house all of that information. And we've, what was the energy like when you're bringing on these big partners, these big names, you know, you're getting venture capital funding, you're getting press. What, what is the feeling there in terms of working at ribbon and, and feeling like, wow, like people are noticing what we're doing and they're supporting our mission. Honestly, it's very humbling. Um, you know, most startups fail. <laughs> Many startups aren't able to raise a significant Series A, especially from an investor of their choosing. We are really thoughtful about Andreessen Horowitz, and specifically Julie Yu is a very impressive investor and health tech entrepreneur. So we were super excited to have her join the board. Um, I feel very humbled by it every day. Like <laughs> I, the energy is very exciting. I think especially given the time that we're in where a lot of our, you know, a lot of our friends are not having the type of success that we're having. Um, we feel very grateful for the opportunity to have like, frankly, snuck in that funding at the end of February is pretty remarkable. Um, and then to continue to sign customers and get good press and um, just be a little bit lucky. That definitely <laughs> factors into all of this. Um, and trying to take stock of like, how fun it is to be on a team of nine people. We're not going to be nine people forever. So I think we're all trying to take, like, make sure that we're taking the time to enjoy it and to enjoy each other and, you know, feel good about all of the, the buzz sure. that we're getting at the moment. How does it feel right now to be at this point in your career? You know, you've, you've done marketing for a lot of healthcare companies. You've been involved on the scene for a while. What does it feel like now that we're living in a pandemic and you're working, you know, you're working on on products and, and services that could help alleviate the crisis we're living through. Obviously, a lot of change that needs to happen in healthcare on a systemic level, um, and technology has been really far behind. So, with the pandemic and with a lot of people looking to find care virtually, where they're not able to go in person to a provider clinic, it's been really important to think through like, what are people's digital experiences in healthcare? Um, what are ways that we can improve that without sacrificing any quality um, or confusing, like the already very confusing cost implications of healthcare. So it's certainly a time to like <laughs> reconnect with the mission. Um, 
you know, for people that have worked in healthcare for a long time, I think you can sometimes lose sight in exactly what type of impact you're having on a day-to-day -day experience for any given patient in healthcare. Um, but this has been one where we've really like taken stock of our customers and what they're doing and how we can help them and, and what it means for, for so many people that are going through a hard time at the moment. How do you see the role of business and, and companies mm -hmm. in the healthcare conversation? What, mm -hmm. what kind of transformative power mm -hmm. does, do, do companies bring to, to healthcare networks that are facing a lot of problems? I sort of see, I sort of see two different avenues. One is really systemic change that can fundamentally uh, transform the experience of one patient at a time. And by that, I mean like really new care delivery models similar to Avalon Health, where I worked earlier in my career, the Oak Street Healths of the world, these new delivery models for people with complex needs or with different needs that haven't been addressed before. Those are high capital, high resource, but they can really change your experience. Like if you can finally do dialysis at home or get care at home mm -hmm. um, and have that be affordable and comfortable, that is incredibly meaningful to people. I think on the other side is technology and some, some through lines there of, I'm not pretending that I'm going to change the experience of the entire experience of any given patient in healthcare. But I do think that technology has the opportunity to at least improve by 10% everybody's experience. So it's a very different lens. Um, obviously, the scale is very different. I think the implications are very different. And what excites me is that those two things can really work together. Like you can't improve healthcare without both of those avenues being strong, having some strong performers in each, and also for there to be like some solid collaboration between the two. You can't scale <laughs> that Oak Street model without some tech empowerment, and you can't drive any change if nobody's implementing your tech. So I think that there's a lot of synergies. There's a lot of room for, for innovation and disruption in both of those areas. What kind of have you learned working in marketing for healthcare? Because that's kind of been the trajectory of your career. Mm -hmm. what, is, what, is, what are important considerations when telling the stories of, uh, of healthcare companies and products? People get into healthcare because they do believe in, they fundamentally believe in the mission, I think, for the most part. And so it's important to not lose sight of that. And especially with technology products, you can get very focused on how cool our machine learning algorithms are or, you know, how funky our API is. Like you can get really deep there. <laughs> but for the general healthcare audience, it doesn't resonate. We need to talk more about what we're powering, like what we're doing for the average person experiencing, you know, a healthcare crisis. And so I think over, you know, over my time, it's, I've really tried to focus on drawing other people's stories forward rather than trying to talk about how great our product is. Um, I think in a consumer world, how great your product is, is exactly what sells it. Like that gets people excited, gets people buzzy, but in healthcare, you have to talk about outcomes <laughs> uh, if you want to garner mm -hmm. any respect. I've tried to actually put ourselves, like put myself, put my company a little bit more in the background and talk more about how certain health systems are using us, the things that they're getting from it, centering more around how we're driving good and not, um, not, frankly, contributing to waste or any, you know, any other issues in the system. 
So I think the business of healthcare is exciting and obviously it's more relevant than ever. What would you recommend to students who are interested in the field, whether it be public health or, you know, being a pre-med student or, you know, wanting to, to work for, for healthcare startups and innovate in that space? What kind of advice would you give them um, both now, like in the middle of a pandemic when opportunities are scarce and also mm. in the long term, kind of with COVID out of the equation? Frankly, I would say that the, the healthcare space is actually still quite small and networking as, you know, as I'm sure you know, goes a really long way. So I got my first, my like, my big time job at Evelyn, I got by connecting with people at Evelyn and just asking what their experience was like there. Um, and that opened some doors for me that have been sort of changed the rest of my career once I had had that experience, which is fantastic. So I think some of that, like, that old age advice of talking to people, meeting people, getting out there as much as you can is very, very helpful. I think generally people are very willing to help because again, it's like a very mission oriented group. Um, I think in terms of once you have multiple opportunities in front of you, being thoughtful about this, you know, a little bit redundant to what we were just saying, but being thoughtful about what companies are really part of the solution um, there's a lot of noise in healthcare <laughs> and I have found that it's some of the companies that have a lot of press and have a lot of excitement, don't have a lot of there there. Um, and you're not going to have a great time working in a company where customers are upset and yeah. the product isn't real. <laughs> so mm -hmm. making sure you kick the tires and understand what, you know, what customers they're working with, what they're actually doing for them, if they're happy, I think that's a really important um, process to go through as you're evaluating opportunities. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Stephanie St. Thomas, head of marketing for Ribbon Health. They're going to continue to grow. I'm excited to watch their progress. And I just think about all this innovation going on in the healthcare space, startups that can provide even a little bit of value along the incredibly complicated, convoluted system we have in the healthcare space are set up to win pretty big. And they're doing important work as we live through this pandemic. Hope you guys enjoy the weekend. I'll be with you guys again on Monday. Stay frosty, stay safe, and tear it up this weekend. Peace.